Welcome back to the Spirits Guide Podcast. I am Rich, your guide through the intoxicating spirit world, and this is Tuesday Night Tastings TNT. And you guys are starting to figure it out. You know the drill. We used to do Monday night sample size, starting off the week, just, you know, tasting a little, uh, but it was a Monday. We weren't, you know, getting too, too into it. But now it's Tuesday. We realize we're into the week, and it's a long way back till Friday. So we're going to have more than one tonight. In this episode, a little bit of a bonus because instead of doing Tuesday, we're doing Tuesday with three. Uh, We're sampling three whiskeys. These are new to my store. And I'm always looking for, you know, new, interesting, different stuff. These are from Pennsylvania. So right away, that kind of, you know, piques my interest. Uh, it's from a, a distillery called Dad's Hat. They make true Monongahela style rye, which is a style of whiskey, you know, that was made here in America really prior to Prohibition. And then Prohibition kind of wiped a lot of those Pennsylvania, Maryland and New York distilleries off of the map. So it's nice to see them coming back. And, you know, typically with a, a younger distillery like this, You'd get a lot of woody notes for whatever reason. It just seems to be the thing. These whiskeys are fantastic. And I taste through their their basic rye. And then they do a whole bunch of finished whiskeys. And I brought into my store the port finished and the maple barrel finished. And I taste through all three of them on this. They're all fantastic. They're all worth checking out. Um, yeah, it was definitely a, a, a very enjoyable tasting to do for sure uh yeah as always thank you guys for being here on the journey and indulging me on my my passions here um and if you like what i'm doing go to the podcast page click that follow button give it a five star rating share it out to all your friends let them know that there's something out there uh for them to listen to if they're into the same stuff that you know we're all into um follow on instagram and facebook where i'm constantly posting things about you know, what I'm doing, where I'm going, what I'm drinking, what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, all of that stuff, all stuff I actually do. These are not uh, prop pictures. Like I know a lot of people on Instagram might not actually own these bottles or drink these bottles. They just like to put pictures up of them. I'm actually tasting everything that I'm putting up there. I'm actually listening to everything that I put up there. I'm actually reading everything that I put up there. Uh, It's all real and legit. So, yeah, follow Instagram, Facebook, and you can message me through both of those platforms. And then, you know, as always, if you've got a sample that you're curious as to my opinion of, uh, if there's something that I've tried here that you would like to try, if you're in the area, if you're over 21 and I have extra, I'm always happy to share what I've got with people. Uh, If you've got an idea for a show, something you want me to talk about, or if you just want to come here to the studio, Hang out and we'll geek out about movies, music, books, TV shows, whatever, and drink some cool spirits. You can email me at thespiritsguide89 at gmail.com. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. We'll be back on Friday with part three of my Drink to Music series, where I'm pairing great blues albums with great bottles of whiskey. Um, Yeah, so we'll talk to you then. Enjoy the episode. Cheers.
All right, so here we are. It's Tuesday night tasting. Uh, you guys know the drill by now. We used to do Monday night sample size where we were just sipping on a little bit to start the week. It was Monday. We didn't want to get all crazy, but now it's Tuesday, and we realize like, ugh, we've already gotten through Monday. We already realize like Friday is so far away, and we're going to have more than one. Now, on this episode of Tuesday Night Tastings, um, there's definitely a linear theme. You know, sometimes we're just doing a couple of samples that, you know, maybe came from the same uh, vendor like they did last week. Or maybe they're two bottled in bond and, and we're doing a, a mini flight. This one is a brand tasting um, and it's a bonus episode because we're doing three. It's a three for Tuesday night tasting. Why? Because the week is already off to to a start, and it's just a it's a perfect week to to attack three samples instead of two. And the brand that I'm tasting through on this this episode is a brand called Dad's Hat. Now they are out of Pennsylvania. They are making all their own juice. This is really, really important. You know, I feel like people just go like, oh, it's another MGP sourced whiskey. Um, and I don't have an issue with that. But yeah, it is nice to. I've said this before. It's one thing when you're buying MGP whiskey and MGP is making great whiskey. And, you know, even though they have, you know, a couple of different mash bills and you can buy the same mash bill, depending on where it was stored in the warehouse and, and how they treat it afterwards. You can get a lot of differentials between them. But it's another thing when you're making your own whiskey. And as a consumer, I get a better sense of that distiller in, in their their actual mission statement. Uh, I said this when I talked about Painted Stave a while back out of Delaware, that you know you get to taste what it is that they're doing. So here's a quick little backstory on, on Dad's Hat. Uh, you know, these guys started, I want to say 15 years ago or so in Pennsylvania. And for, you know, anybody who hasn't listened to anything that I've said in the past, really whiskey production in this country before we got to Kentucky, we were making rye before we were making corn-based whiskey. And in the Northeast, whether it's Maryland, Pennsylvania, New York, that's where all the rye was. That's where all the whiskey production was, you know, between the whiskey tax and the whiskey rebellion and prohibition. It killed off most of those distilleries in Pennsylvania and Maryland and New York. A lot of the Maryland distilleries, those brands were bought up by either Jim Beam or Heaven Hill, and they're now being made in Kentucky. New York is starting to revive its, you know, whiskey scene with uh you know their empire state rules so a lot of their grains and stuff come from new york and in pennsylvania there was something called the monongahela style of rye after that region of pennsylvania it was a legitimate style pre-prohibition that's kind of been lost really until these guys have brought it back we talk about critics darlings whiskey fred minnick praises and raves about these guys all the time and again, uh, they're making their own juice. They make nothing but rye because that's what was made in Pennsylvania originally. So there's no dad's hat bourbon. It's all rye. 
and they make a base rye, they make a bottled and bond rye, and then they make a whole bunch of finished ryes, which are very exciting and, and fantastic. And that's what we've got here. I've got the base model rye from Dad's Hat, and then I have the Dad's Hat rye port wine finish. So it's finished for, you know, after four years of aging, it then spends several months in a port barrel. And then I have the Dad's Hat Pennsylvania Rye Maple Finish. Now, if you go to their website, you don't even find any information on the maple finish because it's not an everyday release. This is kind of a, a yearly, really special one-off. So, you know, you're not going to see this on the website, but all three of these whiskeys are available in my store, Watch You So Wine and Spirits, um, every day, all day. Uh, or at least they will be from now on. These are fairly new items to me. So let's get right into it because that's about as much backstory as we want to do for a Tuesday night tasting. Oh, what's the mash bill you say? Funny you should ask. Interesting, interesting mash bill. 80% rye, what you would expect to find in a rye whiskey. And then it's 15% malted barley and then 5% malted rye no corn in this mash bill it's rye malted rye and then malted barley so it's going to give it a very unique taste uh, i like the fact that right on the label it actually says aged a minimum of four years this is not the bottled and bond selection uh, but it is the everyday and you know these guys are craft distillery they're making craft whiskey they're not huge they're not big boys but they are to be reckoned with and taken seriously. That being said, you know, the price on whiskeys coming out of craft distilleries tends to be a little higher than our everyday normal stuff. So you're talking in that $50 range for all of these. Some of them are a few dollars less. Uh, I think this one might actually be a dollar or two more than that. So this is just the straight rye. It's 95 proof and it's aged a minimum of four years. And on the nose, I mean, I wasn't around prior to Prohibition, obviously, but everything I've read about pre-Prohibition style rye, this is it. It's got a, like a raw oats kind of nose. Definitely not that green sort of dill that you get from an MGP rye. I get some wood and some nuttiness. All right, let's go in. <clears throat> now, admittedly, it does have a, a little hint of that sort of young wood note, but not in a bad way. It really does play well with this whiskey. And again, it's not that sort of green um, spearmint dill kind of yeah just that sort of green that you get from mgp rye it's more darker and that malted rye even though it's only five percent that really does come through and it reminds me of if you ever get to taste uh some of the chattanooga stuff uh and the way their their spirit kind of tastes with that malted rye and that malted barley and you know they're distilling on a sort of hybrid pot still 
uh, column still combo hybrid, uh, you know, still. <sighs> yeah, a little bit of water on that brings out all the flavor. I mean, this is just fantastic. Very cool kind of package. Borderline a little cartoonish. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but certainly interesting. You know, Pennsylvania highlighted right on the label. Dad's hat, very prominent. Uh, and again, the four years right on the front label. You don't have to go searching on the back for it. You know, on the second nose. Yeah, I mean, that malt really does come through. It's amazing. Because I'm getting a lot of the, the sort of cereal notes to it. All right, let's finish this one up. Is it good? Yes. Is it worth the price? Again, it's a little higher than, you know, what we would consider an everyday ring. But again, for a craft distillery that's actually aging four years in 53-gallon barrels. That's also important to note because a lot of these craft distilleries out there, they're doing that rapid aging, you know, put it in 15-gallon barrels or quarter barrels, you know, to try to, you know, make the aging process go faster, which to me never works, and they always taste way too woody. So to be doing things the right way, I get it. They're a smaller distillery. Their costs are a little bit higher. So, yeah, I think it's worth the money for the quality you're getting. Um, does the bottle start a conversation? Sure it does. It's quirky. It's different. It says Pennsylvania right on the bottle. So when your friends come over to come drink whiskey with you, you know, they're used to seeing uh, Kentucky on the label, maybe Tennessee on the label. Hell, they're even used to seeing maybe Virginia with Bowman Brothers. But you're not getting a lot of, you know, whiskeys out there that have Pennsylvania prominently written on the label. So that should spark some dialogue. And yeah, I, I think it's it hits all three points. In fact, just to cut to the chase, it's basically the same style bottle for all three of these whiskeys. The color schemes are a little different, and obviously the descriptions are a little different. Um, but yeah, all three of them definitely conversation starter bottles all right so sample number two that i have in front of me dad's hat uh pennsylvania rye port wood finished so again age a minimum of four years same mash bill 80 percent rye 15 percent malted barley five percent malted rye aged it's four years and then they take it out and they rebarrel it in port style uh, I don't know where they're getting their barrels from. It could be some sort of local winery that makes a port style wine. I feel like, you know, American whiskeys can sometimes get a little liberal with that port finish. Uh, even my friends down at uh, Virginia Distillery, you know, they, they call it port finish, but it's actually port style because port can only come from Portugal, much like cognac can only come from France and champagne can only come from France. Um, but you can make port style wines. Uh, I'm assuming they're using Ruby Port. It's kind of an important thing to note. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm going to release an episode on Breckenridge Distillery that I met the the local rep, and we talked about the whole story, and they do a, a port-finished bourbon, um, but they use a tawny port instead of a Ruby Port. But 
again, I digress, and uh, that'll come up again in a couple weeks. So, Dad's Hat, Rye, little port finish to take the edge off. Great color, you know, a little bit of that sort of purple comes through in that golden brown. Get a little bit of chocolate on the nose. Again, no green sort of dilly spice. So for anybody out there who's like, yeah, I don't like rye because I don't like that dill pickle thing that MGP does, you're not getting that here. It's a much different rye experience that's a lot truer to what rye tasted like pre-prohibition from what I've read and been told. All right, here we go. Mm. There's a viscosity to this um, that makes me wonder if those port barrels were entirely empty uh, when they finished it in. Because you get, if you've ever had port wine, uh, it is. It's a heavier, more viscous, sweeter wine. I'm getting those notes on this. The rye is absolutely outstanding. Again, some of those cereal notes, those grain notes, that kind of raw oats notes. Um, but then the chocolatey kind of element and that little bit of like dark fruit, like like grape and blackberry and you know black raspberry. It's got some of that going on in a very subtle in the best of possible ways. But the richness and the viscosity on this are fantastic. And we've already covered like, you know, are they good? Are they worth the money? Uh, did the label set a conversation? Uh, also, on the grading system, are these tasters, sippers, or drinkers? These are definitely drinkers. Because they're in that 95 proof range. So, you know, obviously a little bit more octane than 80 proof, but not as much as some of those 110s and obviously that, you know, the hazmat chasers. So I can have, you know, maybe two, three glasses of this on a Tuesday night and even healthier pours. If I want to go smoke a cigar, like we talked about in the, in the bourbon sort of episode, uh, the bourbon and blues episode of, you know, coming home after a good day or a bad day, going out in the deck, having a cigar. Like this is a perfect whiskey for that occasion. Um, and by the way, this would pair great with any blues album as well. All right. Sample number three that I have in front of me uh, on our three for Tuesday night tasting. This was the first one that I tasted in this lineup. I actually came across this lineup maybe 10 years ago, and I had tried it, and then it vanished, and it popped up recently with a new smaller distributor. Uh, my friend John Elsasso works for them. He brought him in because, you know, he knows I'm a sucker for anything unique and interesting, and he knows he can make money off of me uh, bringing these things to me. So, you know, uh, it was a brand that, like I said, I had kind of, you know, dabbled with years and years ago. I used to spend a lot of time in Pennsylvania. It's got a, a, a soft spot in my heart. And then, you know, when I tasted this, I was like, oh, I want to taste the rest of them immediately. This is Dad's Hat Pennsylvania Rye Maple Barrel Finish. Bottled at 90 proof. Um, I don't know, honestly why the, the different sort of proof points 
Uh, it might have something to do with how they dilute down with either the maple syrup or the port or the regular. And the story on this is they make their rye that they age for a minimum of four years. And then they take those barrels after they vat them and they send them to a local maple syrup company who then fills them up with maple syrup, lets them age, lets that syrup pick up some of that whiskey flavor. And then when they dump the maple syrup for bottling, they send the empty barrels back to dad's hat where they take some of that four-year rye, throw it in the maple syrup barrels, and let that finish for a few months. Uh, yeah, by the way, at my store, I actually sell the maple syrup that was in the barrels that would later go on to finish this rye. And it is just absolutely delicious. Um, in fact, I would use that maple syrup to make an old-fashioned um, with the regular rye or just throw it on some ice cream or your pancakes or your French toast. It's delicious no matter what. So right away on the nose, I'm getting that maple note. It's right there. Not in a cloying kind of way. It's not like sticking your nose in, you know, like a bottle of Aunt Jemima. But some of those aromas are are definitely there. You can tell that it's maple. Almost like, like when you smell those sort of maple candies um, that just have the maple aroma, but without sort of the cloying sweetness. Great color on this uh, again. And here we go. <laughs> the maple syrup works perfectly with the rye. And I think this is maybe the spiciest version. I don't know how it how it plays out or why that is. Uh, but I get a little bit of that sort of pink peppercorn spice with this one. But then it finishes with a nice little, you know, maple sweetness on the back end. You know, this is not Jim Beam maple that tastes like whiskey that's had maple syrup added to it or the old Crown Royal maple that had maple syrup added to the whiskey. This is whiskey that was finished in a barrel that used to hold maple syrup. So it's more to kind of round out the edges, and it's not so much that they're adding maple syrup to the whiskey. So that being said, it's not as sweet as those maple whiskeys were, um, but it is loaded with maple flavor oh yeah that's a winner i could drink a lot of that especially with a cigar or or after dinner is sort of a dessert sipper as well all right there it is we've wrapped up another edition of tuesday night tastings and actually we did a three for tonight so three for tuesday night tasting all kinds of words 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 um all three of these available at Wachusett Wine and Spirits in West Boylston. Dad's Hat, Pennsylvania, Monongahela Rye, and then the Maple Finish and the Port Finish. All winners in my book, all available uh, and all worth the try. All right, guys, I'll let you go back to your Tuesday night. As always, if you like what I'm doing here, go to the podcast page, click that follow button, give it a five-star rating, and then share it out on your social media and let your friends who are into the same kind of things that we are know that this is out there for them as well. Uh, follow on Instagram and Facebook as The Spirits Guide. 
you know, where I'm always posting not only what I'm drinking, uh, but what I'm reading and listening to, uh, watching on TV, watching for movies, anything kind of tied into my spiritual world. And if there's a sample that you have that you're curious as to my opinion of, or if there's something that I've tasted here that you'd like to try, if you're over 21, you're local, and I have enough left over, I will pour you off a sample and get it to you. Uh, I love sharing uh, with other people because that's really what this stuff should be about. Um, if you have an idea for a show, or if you just want to come here, hang out, geek out about movies, music, books, whatever, and drink some cool spirits, for all of that stuff, you can email me at thespiritguide89 at gmail.com. All right, we'll talk to you guys again on Friday. Thank you, as always, for being there in the journey with me. I appreciate it more than I can ever tell you. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Yay!